And God's word in, in John 10 says, my sheep follow me because they hear my voice. Because they hear my voice. They know what I sound like. They've experienced me. They know who I am. They know my character. That's why they follow me. And so our heart in this series is that you would that you would personally hear God's voice, that, that our voices on a Sunday wouldn't be enough, that you would push in, lean in closer, draw closer to God, position yourself to actually hear God speak for yourself. And so we've looked at how God speaks to us through His Word, the Bible, and how if we want to grow in our character and who we are and become more like Jesus, we can, we can open His Word and we can experience Him. He can speak to us through His Word. And then we've looked at how God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit, personally, intimately, directly into our lives. But today, I want to look at how God wants to speak to us for the sake of others. And so we're going to be talking about prophecy this morning. And prophecy in its simplest form in this basic, basic definition, is a message from God. Prophecy is a message from God. It's a spontaneous word or an image, a picture that comes to your mind, that God brings to your mind in order to share it with somebody else. And we see prophecy all through the Bible. Prophecy is God's personal pursuit of His people. We see it all through the Old Testament where God calls specific people for specific, for, in a specific time. To, he fills them with his Holy Spirit so that they can hear his voice. And then he sends them out to speak on his behalf, to share he, uh, his message with the people in order to draw them closer to him. And these are ordinary people, um, often flawed, imperfect people that God chooses for specific times, people like Moses and, I can't think of another one right now, Jonah, okay, there's lots of them, got some written down here, Elijah, okay, Samson, Noah, God, people that God chose for that time to fill with his spirit, to use, to draw people closer to him, but then God gives a prophecy to a man named Joel, and, and he tells him that there's going to be a time where it's not just going to be a chosen few, where God's actually going to want to pour out His Spirit on all people so that everyone can hear His voice. And we find that in Joel 2, verse 28. It says, Then after doing all these things, I will pour out My Spirit upon all people, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So, he t so, so Joel shares this prophecy with the people that there's going to come a time when everyone is going to experience God's presence. They're going to be able to know Him intimately and personally, and everyone's going to be able to hear His voice and share His word with others. And we see this come to pass in the New Testament on the day of Pentecost, where God gathers not the super spiritual or the super religious people, but a bunch of misfits. Okay, He, he gathers fishermen and um, some extremists, and some that were hated by others, a tax collector, and this mixed group of people, and he pours his spirit out on them, on all of those that were gathered there. And suddenly, everyone is able to hear God's voice for themselves. They are filled with his spirit. And then this amazing day that takes place then becomes the norm as the church starts growing and developing and building and being established. This then becomes the norm of every gathering where people come to know him 
They are filled with His Spirit, and then they too can hear God's voice. And so now, this, this movement is growing where all these people have, are now being able to, to actually hear God personally. And this is because God doesn't want just a chosen few to be on a team. There's not just a couple of star players that he's looking for. God wants everyone to be a part of his team. God wants everyone to play. And so as we talk about prophecy, I think there might be some people sitting here today that you think, oh, okay, this one's not for me. I, I, can, I can shut off a bit, maybe, I don't know, start planning my lunch what's happening this week, what's coming up at work. But I want to encourage you to lean in. This is for everyone. God chose this, the youngest of the tribes. God chose the people that they, where their father, like David, didn't even, he wasn't even a, an option in his father's mind, and yet God chose him to fill with his spirit. God chose the disciples, not the Pharisees. He didn't go to the most religious people to pour out his spirit. He chose the fishermen. And God is saying today that he has something for you. So I want to encourage you to lean in because God has something for you today. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10, Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth and he says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So now that we, we've all received His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has actually given each of us a gift, something to add value, because God wants to use each of us. And He goes on to list some of the, the gifts. There's wise advice, a message of spe special knowledge, faith, the gift of healing, the power to perform miracles, and the ability to prophesy. And then right at the end of this chapter in verse 31, he says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. He's like, you need a desire, you need to want these gifts so that you can help others. <clears throat> I once went to a camp um, when I was probably in my early 20s, and I invited a friend to come with, and she wasn't, um, she wasn't a big church kind of person. She would come every now and then when I invited her to, to different services, and um, she hadn't grown up in church. She, had ne she, wasn't, she didn't come from a Christian family, and she came with me to this camp, and the camp was all about the spiritual gifts, and the guy that was, that was teaching was incredible, the way that he explained how the gifts work, and he, when he got to prophecy, he explained it like so, so normally. He was like, guys, it's just a message from God. It's just stepping out to encourage somebody, to build somebody up. And God wants to use all of us to do that. And so he encouraged us. He said, we're going to practice to prophesy right now. And my friend kind of looked at me and she was like, um, I don't even know if I'm meant to be here, <laughs> you know, like, like I can't do this. And I was like, don't worry, just, just fake it till you make it, you know, you're fine. And he said, okay, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to speak through us, and then we're just going to encourage each other. You're going to partner up, and you're just going to start speaking words of encouragement in your own words. Just start speaking. We're going to trust that God's going to speak through us. And so the two of us partnered up, and we asked God, okay, God, speak through us. And, and I said to her, okay, you go first. And so she just started speaking things that she knew. She started encouraging me in words that, that she knew, and I just broke down. And I remember just sobbing and thinking, what? This is Natalie. <laughs> like, because what she was saying was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. 
there was insecurities that I'd been struggling with, and she spoke right into them. And I was like, how did she, like, she wouldn't have known to say that. It was her words, but God spoke through her. And so prophecy is for, and the gifts of the Spirit is for everyone, and God can use all of us where we are, in our, in our stories, in our lives, God wants to use you and he wants to use me to equip and to encourage and to build up those around us. 1 Corinthians 14, it's a couple of chapters later, Paul continues and he says, let love be your highest goal. So he's still talking about the gifts, but he's just reminding us, let love be your highest goal, because the gifts are not for your own advancement. It's not to look great or to sound great. Oh, yeah, if I could tell somebody the future, ooh, people would, people would think I'm amazing. I'd be like super spiritual. No, Paul keeps reminding us, it's not, it's not about us. Like prophecy is for the sake of others. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. So Paul is saying, like, you need to desire these abilities because God wants to use you. He wants to, you to be a part of His pursuit of people, and especially the gift of prophecy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it'll all be mysterious. So, so the gift of tongues is a, a prayer language that God often gives to people when, when, when they're saved, when they're filled with His Spirit. Um, I'm, I, I love that I get to speak in tongues. It's, I love that when I don't know what to pray, I can speak out in my prayer language, and it's, and it's uh, my Spirit praying directly to God's Spirit, and it strengthens me, it encourages me, and I wish everybody could speak in tongues, but Paul says, that's great, but that's for you. That's going to encourage you, it's going to build you up, which you should do, but he goes on to say, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. You see, prophecy is for the sake of others. And Paul's encouraging us to desire the gifts that are going to bless others, that are going to build up and strengthen and encourage other people. Don't just seek God for yourself. So as we go through the series about hearing God's voice, yes, seek God to hear Him for you and for direction and for where you're going, but also seek God's voice, seek to hear God's voice on behalf of others, to encourage them, to build them up, to bring life to others. I listened to a podcast recently where a pastor told a story of a camp that he was on. And at this camp, right at the end, or it was a retreat, um, as they call it in America, and they were on the last, at the last session of this retreat, and the pastor stands up and he says, I can't shake this feeling that there's someone here today and you want to commit suicide. Actually, you've already written your suicide note, it's on your desk at home, and you've come to this retreat as like a last resort, a last attempt just to see, like maybe, maybe there's something here, maybe there's something worth living, maybe I want to give, you know, give God another chance, and you're leaving disappointed because you haven't, you haven't heard from God and you're going to go home and you're planning to take your life. 
And he says, if that's you, like God sees you, he hears you, and life is worth living. He's got you. And I want to encourage you, put up your hand. We want to walk this road with you. We want, to, we want to help you. There's a community here who loves you and wants to walk this road. And a guy puts up his hand. And he had a suicide note on his desk at home. He was going to go home and take his life. But God saw him. And God pursued him personally through prophecy. That's what prophecy is about. It's about finding people that are at a place where they have no hope, and yet God can use us to speak into those situations and to bring hope, to bring life again. Now, that guy could have heard the whole weekend, oh, God loves you, God loves you. But he, but, and he heard it, and he's read it, and he knew it, but in that moment, when God so boldly speaks through somebody else right into his situation, suddenly he experiences God. And he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt, God loved me enough to call me out, to come and to find me, to pursue me. So prophecy is for the sake of others. But prophecy also invites intimacy. It invites us to, to an intimacy with God. Because it shows us God's personal pursuit of us. It shows, God that he's, it shows us that God is interested in the details of our lives. It shows us that God sees us in those moments where we don't have hope. It shows us that God sees us in the times where we're so desperate for an answer. And he comes and he finds us and he answers us. You see, teaching, teaching like what I'm doing here, is God using a human voice to tell people about his character. So I can stand here and tell you God is good, God is faithful, God is kind, God is compassionate. I can tell you all about this incredible God that I serve. But prophecy is God using a human voice to show you his love. It's to show you his character, who he is, when it's undoubtedly like nobody could have known that. How did they know that I needed to hear that? That is God, that is God showing you his love and his kindness and his goodness. So prophecy invites us to intimacy. And I love that my life has been shaped through prophecy. God has shown me his personal pursuits of me through prophecy. And God pursued me from the, before I was even born. When my mom was pregnant with me, but she didn't know it at the time, she went to a conference and she went up for prayer and a lady uh, gave her a word. And she said, the child that you're carrying is going to be for the salvation and the, I don't even remember what it is now. Wait, I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> said, the child you're carrying is going to be for the salvation and the deliverance of others. That the child was going to impact others with the word of his or her testimony, and many would come to Christ and be strengthened in Christ because of the child you're carrying. And my mom awkwardly smiled and said, thank you, but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> now imagine that that woman must have felt so awkward and like, sure, I got that one wrong. Okay, move on, try again. But my dad ended up um, rolling the car a few in, within that week. And my mom ended up in hospital with a mild concussion. And she said to the doctor, like, while I'm here, don't you want to just check if maybe I'm pregnant? And she was. And so it's always amazed me that, like, the scriptures say that God knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. Yeah. 
that he laid out every day of your life before you were even in your mother's womb. And I see that. So God pursued me before. He already knew this is what I've set you apart to do. And he shared that with my mom, I believe, because she needed to hold on to something over the next 18 years of raising me. She needed, she needed hope. Okay. <laughs> And then when I was a teenager, I decided that I knew everything as one does as a teenager and that I was going to rule my own life and run my own life and I didn't need God's help. And so I ended up turning my back on Jesus and living my own life the way that I wanted to. And as it would turn out, I didn't know everything and I actually did need Jesus and life wasn't as great when I ran it by myself. And I found myself in a place where I was like, okay, God, actually... Like, I'm more broken than I ever was. Like, I need you. But I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I need, I'm either all in or I'm not in. Like, I go, I give everything. And so I said to God, God, I, like, I need to know that you're real. Like, I need to know. I need to know. Like, just show me, give me a sign, speak to me. I need to know that you're real. And then I'll give you my whole life. I'll do whatever you want. And a couple of days later, I've shared this story before. I was waitressing and a couple came to me and they, they gave me a great tip, like money tip, not a tip for life, but <laughs> in dollars, which would be great right now. And they said, I know this might sound a bit strange, but, but God wants you to know that he's real and he loves you. And that was prophecy. That was God using somebody. And I'm so glad that that woman stepped out. No, even though she didn't know me, she, didn't, she has no idea to this day how that has impacted my life. And so God, in that moment, I experienced God's love. It went from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Where I was like, God really cares about me. He's real and he loves me. And a couple of months later, I was back in South Africa and ended up going to a leader's camp. I would literally just joined the church, but my whole family were leaders in the church. And so they were going to this camp and I could either stay at home or go with. So I was like, I'll come with. Um, and I'm sitting in the session, the, I think it was the first night session, and I think it was Glenn Barrett that was preaching, and he, he pointed straight at me, and he said, I've got a word for you. And I was like, surely not me. Like, I'm not even meant to be here. <laughs> like, like, you, like, I'm not a leader. And he said, no, no, like, it's you. Stand up. And, I, and he said something along the lines of there's, I see fire. Like, God has... You're going to be a fire starter. You're going to light fires in people's hearts. And as you go out, you're just going to bring, like, burn. You're going to ignite Jesus in them. You're going to light these fires. And I was so amazed that God would pick me out and speak to me. And that word has been what has shaped my choices in life. It settled something in me, like, okay, God. Like, and it, it was even like a redeeming where I had like gone off the rails and maybe thought, okay, what God had for me before, I'd, I'd kind of lost that. Like I, I get to just be a Christian, you know? And God was like, no, no. Like I've called you towards something. And that shaped how I, how I what jobs I went into, how I, I structured my life. And that's what brought me here today, doing what I'm doing, because, God, because prophecy has helped shape my life. And even this... Last year was a tough year for me, and there were moments where I questioned, like, God, am I even meant to be here? 
like, who do I think I am that I can, can do this? And I questioned my calling, and I questioned who God, like, God, is this really what you want for me? Am I meant to be here? And there was a lady in the church the one day that came to me and said, hey, can I pray for you? And she started praying into every area. Like, she had no clue. There's no way she would have known any of my doubts, anything that was happening in my heart. And she started speaking into every area and just affirming, affirming. And I left there feeling encouraged, like, okay, God, this is going to be a season I need to walk through, but you're in it. You're here. You're with me. This is the power of prophecy. You see, I can't tell my salvation story or my, my Christian walk without including prophecy in it. Because it's the words from God that help me experience God's love in a real and personal way. Prophecy invites intimacy. And then thirdly, prophecy is life-giving. Okay, when I was preparing this, I was reminded of the story of the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman where Jesus tells Asa for a drink and then... Um, and then he says, but if, if you knew who I was, you would actually ask me for a drink. And he says, I can give you living water. And she's confused. And he says, go fetch your husband. Tell, tell him to come, and, and then I'll explain it to you. And she's like, oh, I don't have a husband. He's like, I know, because you had three. And now the man you're living with isn't even your husband. And he, he tells her, he like points out her sin, like her, her shame. But yet, she walks away from that, running to the village, and she's like, come and see this man. Like, come and see this man. He told me everything I ever did. Like, he could be the Messiah. And there's this excitement and this, this hope in her. And I think, like, but, but God just pointed out, like, her sin. Like, shouldn't she walk away feeling shame and feeling like, you oh, I failed. Like, sheesh, okay, I just need to try harder, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll maybe get there. I'll maybe be better. No, prophecy is always uplifting. And so when Jesus pointed out her sin, it wasn't to shame her. It was to bring her hope because prophecy points us to Jesus. So he was actually pointing it out to say, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in that place because I can give you living water. There's a way to do life that's going to help you, that's going to bring you life, that's going to refresh you. And I'm offering it to you. And so prophecy is never a way of exposing or criticizing or pulling people down. Prophecy is life-giving. It points us to Jesus. It points us to hope. I love how Tyler Statton put it in his sermon. He says, the aim of the prophetic is not the correcting of the false self. It is the blessing and the wooing out of the true self, the drawing out of the child of God who is already present in the recipient. So it's not about like pointing out our sinful nature and saying, oh, you're bad in this, you're bad in this, or you're failing over there. It's about saying, hey, there's more. God, it's seeing people, not with our own eyes, but with God's eyes, to say, you might find yourself in the situation, but God is saying that he, there's something more in you. There's something in there. There's somebody in there that he wants you to be that is better, that is greater. It's the wooing out of the true person that God has created us to be. So prophecy is always life-giving. And then I want to give you just a couple of cautions as we step into this, because I want to encourage you to step out in this. Okay, God wants to use you, each one of you, to, to be, to, to, to encourage, to strengthen, and to build up those around you, in your families, in your schools, 
in your community, in the church, in your life groups. He wants to use you to be an encourager in this way. And so as we step out, some cautions when giving prophecy. Okay, if you, if you get a thought or a phrase in your mind and you think, oh, I feel like this could be a message for this person, but like, was it just the pizza I ate? Was it like, is it just my own thoughts? How do I know if this is really God? Well, then start by this. Take it through the ABC filter. Okay, A is, is it affirming? So does it line up with 1 Corinthians 14? Is it going to strengthen? Is it going to encourage? Is it going to comfort somebody? Then great, share it. Okay, B, is it biblical? Does it align with God's word? And this is why it's important to read God's word along with it. We cannot only rely on our own hearing of God's voice. We need to partner that with reading God's word. So we need to be reading God's word to establish what the truth is, and then we hear God's voice and we can then compare it. Hey, is this true? Does this line up with God's word? If, if I'm getting a message to tell somebody, they, it's fine, you can go and steal. God says it's okay because he knows you need it. He sees your need. That's not from God because it goes directly against the word that he's already given us. So unless you're serving a schizophrenic God, that's not from God. So you can weigh it up. Sorry, was that rude? Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, C, Christ-like. So A, is it affirming? B, is it biblical? C, is it Christ-like? Does it align with God's character? Think of the way that God or Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. Think of the way that Jesus spoke to the woman caught in adultery. Does it align with God's character of who he is? And does it point people towards Jesus? Okay, so that's not a perfect, that's not a perfect um, system, but if we're starting out, if we're just getting going, it's a great place to start. And then I'd encourage you to ask this question, what's the worst that could happen if I share this message? What's the worst that could happen? I see a picture of a tree with these deep roots, and I feel like it's a message for Sam, and I'm saying, Sam, God, I feel like God wants you to to. to Push into him more and grow your, deep, your roots deep into him because he's got some, some fruit that he's wanting to bear in your life. What's the worst that can happen if I share that message? Sam might be like, yeah, okay, whatever, and she might not take it. That's the worst that can happen. But then share it. Then step out in faith and share it. But say I have a dream of a friend of mine and I dream that her husband's having an affair. And I think, yo, I think I need to share this with her. Then I ask myself the same question, what is the worst that can happen? Well, I could break up a marriage. I could wreck a friendship. I could damage somebody's reputation. Sure, that's, that's a little bit more. That's a bit more weighty. And then I'm going to take a little bit more time to pray into that. God, is this, was this just a random dream or is this something that you're actually wanting me to share? I'm going to maybe humbly go and speak to um, a trusted leader in the church and say, listen, I can't shake this sense. Like I had this dream. I don't know if it's just something random or if I should share it. Can you help me discern? Can you help me pray through this? Give me some advice. Okay, so if you're asking the question, what's the worst that can happen, then you know what your next step is. A few mistakes and embarrassments is a small price to pay for somebody that's earnestly wanting to grow in this gift. I am so grateful that that woman years ago, who might 
have maybe been 10% sure that she needed to share this message with her waitress. But I am 100% grateful that she shared it, that she, that she was bold enough to do it. And so I want to encourage you, don't let fear stop you from stepping out. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to look silly sometimes. That's how we actually learn to know God's voice. That's how we discern, where we, where we try and we step out and then the person's like, yeah, no, that's not even remotely what I do or like that doesn't mean anything and you're like, okay, that wasn't God's voice. Okay, next, let's try again. Let's try again. And then people are like, oh my word, that spoke straight to me and you're like, that's God's voice. Okay. And then the next time and the next time, it's like a prophecy is like a muscle that you need to um, exercise. And the more you step out in it, the more you're going to grow in it and the more you're going to be able to, to discern and, and know God's voice. And prophecy also invites intimacy for us in, those, in, this mo- in the, these moments because it's, it's saying, it's inviting us, hey, listen, listen a bit closer. Position yourself to hear God. Incline your ear towards His voice. Get to know Him more. And as we step out in it, we're actually growing in our intimacy with God because we're learning to know our shepherd, our Savior, who Jesus is to us. And then just some cautions when receiving a word from somebody else. Because remember, we're, we're not perfect Everyone makes mistakes, and so we need to firstly weigh up words that we get. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19 to 21, says, Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. So don't just brush it off. If somebody gives you a word, and you might think, well, that's not for me, don't just brush it off, because God might be wanting to say something that you don't want to hear. So, so take it. Don't, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. Don't scoff at prophecies, but test everything. So you take it and you give it thoughtful and prayerful consideration. Okay, God, is this something you're wanting to say to me? Is this for me? Especially if it's a, a word of direction for your life. If somebody is saying, hey, I feel like God wants you to move to Australia, don't just move to Australia, <laughs> okay? Often God will actually first tell us, okay, he'll first share something with us, and a prophecy will be a way of affirming it, and saying, and somebody will say, hey, I just have this, like with my brother, they were, they, so many people, they moved to, to Portugal to, to plant a church, and before, God had already spoken to them, but then, a, like, loads of other people came to them, they're like, I was praying for you, and I just saw the country of Lisbon, I don't know why, I mean, the city of Lisbon, the country of Portugal, okay, and and that was a confirmation, like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. So weigh it up. And then also weigh up who it is that's giving you that prophecy. Is it some crazy on the side of the road that you don't know? I would weigh it up, okay? Is it somebody trusted? Is it somebody that you've seen that has good fruit in their life, that is loving Jesus? Then you, you also weigh up who it is that's giving it to you. And then secondly, wait on it. Often we'll get a word... Um, that's, that's, a, that's a, a true word for you, but it might not be the right season. Okay, all throughout the Bible, God called David when he was a little boy, but the word was for when he was an adult. God gave Joseph dreams when he was a little boy, but it was for when he was in his 30s. Okay, so often God might share something, what might even be for a future generation, and we just need to, we might feel like, okay, this, 
This could be from God, but I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's for now. Write it in a journal. Have a note on your computer where you keep words that people have given you. Put it on a shelf somewhere and just keep it there until maybe one day you can look back at it and be amazed that like, oh my word, I'm walking in what they said. I'm walking in what that lady prophesied over my mom before she even knew that she was pregnant. That is what I'm walking in today, but it wasn't for then. But today I can look back and see, okay, oh, thank you, God. Like I'm actually on the right track. And then lastly, walk in it. If you get a word from somebody and you feel like it is the right thing and you feel like, okay, this is a message from God, then, then step into it. Do what God's asking you to do. And so where do we start? Where do we start with this message? What do we do with this message we've heard this morning? I want to encourage you in Paul's words to desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. So in this week, I want to encourage you to, to sit and to, to talk to God, to pray, to earnestly desire, to say, God, I want to, I want to be used by you. God, I want to be able to, to help others. I want to be able to encourage and strengthen and comfort other people. And pray specific prayers. Tell God, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to use it? God, I want to be somebody at my school who speaks life. I want to be somebody who can encourage others. I want to be somebody in my school that's going to point people to Jesus. Give me the gift of prophecy. God, I want to be somebody in my family that speaks life. I want to be, be a mom who can encourage and equip and strengthen her children. I want to be a supportive wife who can love and encourage her husband. Give me the, the gift of prophecy. God, in my workplace, I want to be somebody who can, can, can point out or can draw out that, that, that true self of people in my workplace and point them towards Jesus. Give me the gift of prophecy. Let's desire it this week. Let's pray and ask God to, to stir that inside of us. And I really, like during worship, I really felt God saying He's willing. Like He actually wants to pour His Spirit out on us. He wants to equip us, but He wants willing hearts. He wants to see open hearts that are going to step out and use the gifts that He's given us. And then secondly, start by encouragement. The same way we did when I was in my 20s, just start with the words that you do know. Commit to being the most encouraging person in your workspace, to being the most encouraging parent or the most encouraging um, teen at school. Okay, commit to, to using your own words to bless and to encourage and to strengthen. And I promise you, God will speak through you. He will give you His words, things that you shouldn't know or have. There's no explanation for you to know them, but you're going to be speaking them out. Because as you step out, as you start encouraging, God is going to use you in a mighty way. So make sure that, that you're speaking life. I don't know if God's going to give me the gift of prophecy if I'm constantly negative, if I'm the most negative person at work or, or I, like everybody knows me as the person that, that likes to gossip and, and kind of cause division or tear down. I don't know if that's the person God's going to be, be willing to just pour out life because, I mean, James tells us that you can't have life and death coming out of the same mouth. And so make a commitment to be an encourager, to be somebody who speaks hope, speaks life, and then trust God. Ask Him to speak through you in a mighty way. 
And so I want to pray for you this morning. I want to encourage you just to stand to your feet. And if, if, that's, if you're here this morning and you're saying, I want this. I want to be used by God in this way. I want to be somebody at work that brings life, that brings hope. Then I want to encourage you to lift your hands up and I'm going to pray for you this morning. This is going to be your first prayer of the week, asking God to fill you and to use you and to give you the gift of prophecy. God, I just lift up every person here this morning. God, you know what's in our hearts. And Father, I thank you that before we were even born, you've already planned every day of our lives. You know the best route for us. And God, you have a plan and a purpose to use us for your glory. So God, I'm asking that you fill us with your gift of prophecy. Bless us with it, God. Give us the gift of prophecy. God, use us to bring words of encouragement. Use us to bring words of, of wisdom to those seeking advice. God, help us to bring even words of knowledge to people so that they can see you. We want to partner with you in your pursuit of people. God, thank you that you are a personal God, a personal God who cares about the details of people's lives. And there are people in our workplaces, there's people in our schools, there's people in our own families or in our friendship circles that you are pursuing personally. You see every detail of their lives. God, we are committing ourselves to you, to help you, to be a part of you, reaching into their lives and showing them your love and your character. God, help us to start with encouragement, to speak life, to speak the words we do know. And we trust that you're going to speak through us in a mighty way. And God, I also just commit anybody that's here this morning that doesn't know you. God, maybe they haven't experienced you. Maybe they can't say confidently, but I know him. God, I ask that, that you would just meet them where they are. God, that you open their heart to you. God, I ask that you would give them an experience of you, of who you are. I believe that you're pursuing them this morning, that you love them, and that you want them to be in a relationship with you. So God, we commit them to you in Jesus' name. Amen.